What's up? It is eSports. It is the Big Orange post-game show, and the Vols are winners in Lexington, leaving Kroger Field with a walk-off, run-off-the-clock victory, 33-27 to the final score. As an injured Kentucky player, who knows if it was a fake injury or a real injury, but a 10-second runoff at, allows the Vols to run off the clock and not have to snap and do a play or try for a field goal or something else on fourth and eight. And Tennessee is six and two on this season, three and two in the SEC. Here to discuss all of it, I'm Austin Stanley of A to Z Sports. In for Charlie Burris this evening, who was at a wedding, joined by former Vol quarterback Jonathan Crompton. Crompton, we got a ton of stuff to talk yeah. about, but do want to thank all of our great sponsors and partners for all of our big orange halftime and post-game shows throughout this season. Better help. We all know it's stressful watching the Vols all season long. Better help can help you out and get 10% off your first month with our link, betterhelp.com slash ATOZ Sports. Zen Sportsbook, Zen Sports, uh, they're changing the game uh, with sports books. When you sign up for Zen Sports with our code ATOZTN, earn a welcome bonus that gives you 5% cash back on your total betting volume in your first 15 days of betting. HelloFresh, go to HelloFresh.com slash BallsAZ and use code BallsAZ for 50% off plus free shipping. And Rowl and Snap Tennessee Whiskey from Logs of the Distillery to round it all out. We got it for you guys. And I've got my four-year Rattle and Snap Tennessee Whiskey uh, to, to soak up a win over the Wildcats. Crump, welcome in. Didn't blow them out. Covered the Zen no. Sports minus four, but Tennessee six and two. Yeah, a win's a win. I mean, obviously, I was wanting to blow. Win's a win. Um, didn't start the second half the way that we wanted, right out of the gate, but kind of weathered the storm, so to speak, and 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 played well near the end. Um, you know what? I honestly, what I liked the most, and what I thought was probably the most, um, like unspoken respect a young player could get is Samson being the one in on that last drive with the trust. Yep. You know, like that when he, when he goes in, that tells instantly one, I've been vocal all year about like, give the kid the ball, find the way to get this kid the ball some way. Cause he's electric. When he goes in, I'm like, you know what? That right there, that says it all of what we've got. We've got a three headed monster at tailback. I mean, legitimately 254 rushing yards tonight at 5.4 yards a carry. That's in the SEC. That's tremendous. Um, so that that was fun to watch. I'll say that second half. Obviously, a lot of things to clean up. We're gonna have a, a great show. We got a lot of things to talk about. But that was my instant take. Was we got to find more ways to get this kid the ball? Oh, incredible! And you know, Jalen Wright had 120 yards rushing on 11 carries. Jalen Wright did not play, to my knowledge, in the fourth quarter. Right? Isn't that isn't that crazy? And look, we all know in every every Tennessee game you watch, the broadcast drools over how talented the Vols trio of running backs are. And I've been joking around with Zach Reagan and Charlie Burris the last week. Jabari Small is about to technically be in the top 10 of a lot of stats in school history for running backs in yards and touchdowns because of the longevity that he's been around. But these three guys are legit. And when you can have a guy go for 120 on 11 carries and not need him in the entire fourth quarter – because you got Dylan Sampson making plays, catching passes, running, breaking tackles, getting first downs, scoring touchdowns. It is a luxury 
just to soak up with what Tennessee's got right now. Yes. And that those I say that, but the compliment of all the running backs with how well Joe played tonight, 17 to 20, 85 percent completion percentage. Yeah. Um, obviously some were screens and that type of stuff, but still 85% completion percentage. Saw somebody say not bad. Dude, it's eight and a half out of ten. Like, come on now. He played for, he, for all intents and purposes. He played lights out. Seventeen to twenty, two twenty-seven, uh, ten rushes, twenty-six yards, and a crucial third-down conversion late in the game, and the the intelligence to slide and stay in bounds. Yeah, making Kentucky waste another timeout. That that right there is the little thing when you're the coach that goes. Thank God he listened and paid attention and he understands what we're trying to do on clock management. That was that was super smart. So kudos to Joe tonight for the game he had. But just all around offensively, we played well. Yeah, we got penalties. We got to clean up. That's going to happen every week. Yeah, no doubt. Till the end of time, every team's going to be able to say, we got to clean up penalties. We got to clean this up. So from top to bottom, though, really stellar game. Yes, we got to clean up our red zone. We got to, we got to get more points. But we're on the right track, and the best part is we're six and two, still getting better. Yeah, no doubt. I, I also forgot at the top of the show, like the show, hit the thumbs up button if you're watching on Facebook. If you're watching on your YouTube channel, please hit that thumbs up button. Also, uh, you know, share the show too. If you've got Tennessee fans that are soaking up another win over Kentucky, it's like, you know, that's one thing. No matter how good Kentucky thinks they might be, they typically lose to the Tennessee Volunteers uh, late in the fall just like they have on several Halloween weekends. And so it happened again, 33-27. We're going to get through a lot of different things about this game. We'll talk about Joe Milton at length. We'll talk about a couple other plays and players that I thought stepped up. But, Crump, we were talking right before the game officially ended. And I want you to walk everybody through the situation because yeah. at one point, as the, before the Kentucky player got hurt, there was a 12-second differential in the – game clock and the play clock, which was looking like Tennessee was going to have to kick a field goal. And yes. kick a field goal, you make it, you go up nine. There's nothing Kentucky can do with those six seconds left to, to win the game. But you kick a field goal, you risk a block or a turn, and you lose because Tennessee's only up by six points, right? But then the Kentucky right. player goes down. There ended up being a 10-second runoff. But you were walking us through, or walking me through, I guess, on what players and, and teams kind of have in the back pocket yeah, or something like that. Cause it was just a four second differential before they pulled the, the 10 second runoff. Yeah. So when the four second differential was there, if Kentucky has a timeout and it stays four seconds and don't have the runoff, then what happens is every team practices this. It's called take seven because mathematically you can literally take seven seconds off the clock. And what you do is you line up one receiver to the field two tight ends, get a big personnel in, 22 personnel, whatever you need, and you drop back, five-step drop, and the quarterback and the receiver runs a go route. Quarterback drops back and throws it as high and as far as he can, out of bounds, towards the receiver so there's no intentional grounding because the clock does not stop until the ball hits the ground. Right. The farther you throw it, until it hits the stands, the clock doesn't stop. So mathematically – you can take seven to eight seconds off the clock, depending on the arm strength um, of the quarterback. And with ours, we'd probably take 15 off. It feels like. <laughs> yeah. Um, what's, yeah. What's Joe Milton's hang time? You know, yeah. they talked about it on the broadcast, which that I was, thought was hilarious. Him trying to throw it over the house and go catch it. And he said he caught it twice. But I mean, as a 12 year old, 
I mean, that would have yeah. been insane, right? No, exactly. He probably really could. But that's that. those types of plays every team has in the, their back pocket for certain game-time situations. Yeah. So I, that's what I was walking through it going, before we knew there was runoff, that's what we should do. Don't kick the field going, don't risk a block, don't risk anything. Take seven, drop back, get a big personnel, hang it up because the clock doesn't stop. Every team is going to practice it. Um, somebody said it's hang time with 56 seconds. Um, I mean, it's it, it really might. Up there. But those are the things that I want to see us at a certain point be able to execute. That's just a selfish thing for me to be able to see them, make sure that we're going over them. You yeah. know what I mean? Um, yeah. From a, from a fundamental standpoint, I'm assuming we are. I'm really, really confident we are. But it's just, just one of those. You're when still assuming, though. Goal. Yes. When that happens, that also means we're winning the ball game. So that's also a plus because we're trying to take time off the clock because the game's over. We just need to waste the clock. And you do it on fourth down because it's a time to waste the clock so you don't have to give them the ball back. So that's kind of where I was assuming we are going. Obviously, 10-second runoff, we didn't have to. Right. No, it was big. It was big. So that was uh, definitely interesting here. I see a lot of people saying who's the MVP. We're getting some Dylan Sampson's as the, as the MVP. Uh, a lot of, you know, there's a, a lot of players that played well and had some clutch uh, plays. I thought Joe Milton uh, had a good game. We'll talk about him and grade his play here later on. But let's do what we always do in this post-game show, our one-word game. One word. What is one word to describe the Vols' win over Kentucky? 33-27 to 27 is the final score. What's one word uh, to describe the Vols' win over Kentucky? Uh, and we'll get to all of your comments here in a second on your one word. Cromps, one word, mine, and everybody in the chat here watching on a Saturday night. One word uh, right here. But first, better help. We talked about who better helped the Vols' Uh, win in the second half and that was a lot of players and we'll talk about them here in a second but if you're a Tennessee fan like we are and like all you guys watching you know how stressful the big orange can be and the roller coaster life can get to us as well regardless if you have clinic men, clinical mental health and issues like depression and anxiety or if you're just you're going through a tough time therapy can give you tools to approach life in a very different way that's where our sponsor better help comes into play better help's mission is to make therapy more affordable and accessible and this is an important mission because finding a therapist can be really tough depending on where you're located and being you know locked down to only therapists in your area better help's platform is easy because it's online remote and they match you better help matches you with a the therapist uh, depending on how uh, what you're looking for and if you use our link, betterhelp.com slash ATOZ sports, you get 10% off your first month. So this football season, go to betterhelp.com slash ATOZ sports and save 10% off your first month with betterhelp.com slash ATOZ sports. So, Crump, uh, while I look at the uh, chat here, uh, what is your one word to describe the Vols' win over Kentucky 33-27? Ducky. <laughs> it's Kentucky, man. Like it's, I'm, I'm gonna always say that every year. Like it, Kentucky's Kentucky. Like to me, like when and I know we're playing Kentucky, I'm like, all right, there's a dub. That's the way I look at it. All I mean, right. So let, let me let me let me let me ask you because how many Kentucky Tennessee games are you a part of? Five. Yes. Five. What is yeah. that week like for y'all? Because like well, you see, obviously... it's different. It, well, it's different now than what it was then because. We used to play on Thanksgiving every year. Right. It was late. So no kids were in school. Right. Uh -huh. And we always knew, hey, we're going to kick the living beep out of them. Right. 
that was the yeah. mindset of it. Um, you knew, but when we played at in Lexington, that there's the student section is not going to be crazy because everybody was at home. You know what I mean? So it was always an odd week, um, in, in that sense because not it's not going to be a sold out crowd. Blah blah blah. You know you're going to kick the piss out of them. Um, and it's not that we didn't respect them. You always respect your opponent. It was just the, like, how does the confidence, how does the confidence like that get, I mean, obviously when you got to campus, it was like a 17 game winning streak or whatever. Oh, no, it was, no, it was more was than it? that when I got, I think we're, well, we're see, I, I know this, I know this, my last game, my last football game as an undergrad <laughs> was when Derek Dooley lost at Kentucky to snap a 24 game streak. So I know you are okay, a couple then, years older than me. Then it must have been. A, I thought it was a little more than that. <laughs> it was like maybe 18, something like that. Yeah. But, it, yeah. Freaking. Never mind. <laughs> I don't know how you lose it. I don't know. How you, once again, I don't know how you lose in Kentucky. Like, I yeah. just don't. That's just, hey, that's my opinion. It's not a slide on Kentucky. Obviously, they're in the SEC. I feel the same way about Vanderbilt. But it's it's right. it's the Vanderbilt same bring, way. Vanderbilt brings our SEC GPA up. That's right. Right. But it's the same way that Florida feels about Tennessee, right? It's it's yeah, I mean, and it is, and it's yeah, it's it's a it's a confidence deal. Like watching the Ohio State uh, highlights are on right now from their game going on. Ohio State feels the same way about Michigan. Once you get to a certain point with a team, it's really hard to change that mindset, good or bad. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And you're right. Ours is negative. When we play Florida, it is. Look at look at Charlie every year we play Florida. No, oh, I, me, I, I I don't do this show anymore regularly because like, I can't handle it. Oh, you know what I mean? Like pull your hair out. And it's and that's the negative mindset of it. If you go back, if we play Florida, and you take everything off their helmet, everything off our helmet, like and you, it's just like a black uniform and a white uniform, and it's not mm. Tennessee versus Florida. We beat the piss out of Florida a lot. Yeah, but it's um, it's just a different it's a mindset, and that it's the same thing for us against Kentucky. It's right. a mindset. We just right, so instantly you're, know that it's Kentucky. So your one word is Kentucky. I love it. Uh, more one words from the chat. Pat says relieved. By the way, if you're watching, hit the thumbs up button on the show. We'd appreciate that uh, greatly. So one word to describe the Vols win over Kentucky: fa- uh, relieved from Pat, fantastic from Bradley, resilient from Elias. Uh, Randy Melton says sad. I don't know how that's a sad win. Uh, but yeah, Eric a win says, is a win. Yeah. Eric says, right, Samson and Joe. Three words, all one names. Uh, resilient. Same, from same the position group. Good. Yeah. Uh, Donald says, nerve wracking with a hyphen just to play our one word game. Mr. Jones says, kicker. And look, hey, that's legit. Campbell made all of his kicks. Tennessee had seven scoring drives on the night four field goals and three touchdowns and that one field goal barely got in, but it counts and Tennessee wins uh, with four field goals from Campbell. Uh, Chris says red zone. That's a good word to use. Uh, yeah, Jeff says ugly. Um, let's see. Uh, Joshua says relief. Uh, Philip says clock relief coming in. Hallelujah. Finish needed prove complete. Defense question mark. That's an interesting one word. I'm seeing a lot of reliefs come in, a lot of Samsons. I yep. see a Nick saying bowl eligible as one word because that's technically true. Six and two on the season, uh, bowl eligible. So well, now it's just depending on 
what game it is. I see Tony Clark says Kentucky, which is a shout out to Ron nice. Slay. Ron Slay, our buddy over on 104.5 The Zone, always loves to call him Kentucky. So shout out to Slay right there. And even Ramon Foster, too, jumps in on that one. My one word, Crump, is rebound. I, I, like I feel like I feel like this was a good rebound game for Tennessee because it presented similar scenarios to last week where you failed and you let the the win at Alabama completely get away from you and you were outscored 27 nothing in the second half. You struggled in the red zone, but you were able to score a red zone touchdown late to extend the lead to nine. Right? You, you gave up a ton of yards through the air. Uh, to to Leary. I mean, I'm going to go back to his stats. I mean, Leary was really good tonight. 28 of 39 for 373 through the air. He ran for 21 yards, including a couple sacks. Uh, so Leary was very effective, but you made some big stops when you had to have it, and you kept him to a field goal uh, there at the end instead of uh, a close uh, touchdown to make it even tighter right there. So I think rebound in a lot of different ways. Uh, there's still t- several issues this team has, but rebound is my one word. No, I like it. I really do. Because um, I, th- I think you're right. We we needed this game. Regardless of last week's outcome, we still needed to do this. Um, and I see a lot of people kind of going back and forth with uh, Randy on here, Melton. And Randy comes at me and says, I see what you're saying with it's Kentucky, but this was a close game. UT's not what it used to be. Dude, a win's a win. God almighty. Like a win is a win. And you got the best game you, from that you back. But you know what I'm saying? Like, and also, yes, because I'm in also long, hold up a long time. Now, they um, – obviously, just like I've talked about all year, our secondary needs to get better. We know that. We gave up – this was the most passing yards uh, Leary has had all season by roughly 60. He's really about by 58 yards, right? By, but, I mean, dude, first come on. 300-yard passing game. He threw for 299 against Eastern Kentucky. You know, he threw Kentucky. for 315 against Akron, so – um, I've right. got the season stats right here on. Oh, ESPN. I see it. I missed. I missed Akron. Yeah. Well, yeah. So it, it's Akron. I don't care about Akron. <laughs> no, I, I'm with you. I'm, I'm with you. But I'm yeah. just saying, like we, we. This is this is the reason players and former players, and you can say what you want, whatever, blah blah blah, in the comments. I'm cool with it because obviously I like interacting with you guys. I think it's fun. I I, I truly do. But a comment like that is what gives every player a bad taste with our own fans by going, screw these guys. You know what I mean? Because due to wins and win, yes. Do we have things to clean up? Yes. Every team's going to say that. But stop saying, oh, well, we're this, this, and this. It was a too close of a game. We're still not good. Dude, we're 6-2. and two. We're 6-2, and two and we're top 20 in the country. And honestly and – and Hey, listen, I'm only talking to Randy right now. That sure. is not everybody else. Like – because these comments are tremendous tonight. Like, I, I I honestly think so. With just some of the questions they're asking that I haven't had a chance to look at. Yeah. I'm so sorry for that. But, like, it's that's the stuff that rubs the people um, the wrong way. Uh, no, Lou, man, I actually love the comments. I just – the negative comments after a win, just to be negative, is annoying. For sure. That's I'm looking – yeah. Uh, O'Leary hasn't thrown for 300 yards against a Power 5 opponent since November of 2021. So it's been and nearly two years. Are you now, surprised he that he did it against us? I uh, know, especially like, like, I, 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 like I said, our secondary needs cleaning up. It yes. does. It really does. But we had this, somebody said earlier, and I agree with this comment 
so true tonight. We have the bend but don't break on defense right now. That can win you ball games, but that's hard to win a championship that way. You know what I mean? So that's where we've got to go. We talked about it last week with me and Charlie. We've got to get in the portal to get game-proven secondary and receivers right now. Absolutely. And, well, after, and after tonight, probably some O-linemen. Yeah, uh, the O-line. We can't hold up in the pass game right now. Or short yardage. Like, I, I, like shocked that they had yeah. to draw an offsides to convert a short yardage situation hey, there. we converted, though. It counted. Dude, I was like, if they call false start right now, I'm going to lose it. That uh, that brings up something, and it, this is true now. I'm about to say something that is absolutely crazy. Tennessee has now gone two straight games without okay. the opponent, two straight road games okay. without the opponent at home being called for a live penalty. I'll say that one more time. Tennessee has gone now two straight road games without their home opponent getting called for a live penalty because Bama had one penalty last week, false start, right? Kentucky had four penalties tonight, three false starts in their offensive line and the neutral zone infraction against the D line, all four dead ball penalties. That is, is absurd. It's almost, like I said, it's almost impressive in a negative way. You know it's I mean? like very much. That? Yeah. Because Tennessee had nine penalties for 70 yards. Now, Tennessee, I, I counted this up. Tennessee also had 30 yards on four penalties of non-live penalties. So Tennessee still had five penalties for 40 yards on live penalties. Right? Tonight. And then you all, you all know what happened last week against Alabama. I'm pulling it back up here, but the, the penalty stats were absolutely completely yeah. overblown. Like Tennessee had eight penalties for one from Alabama, and Alabama's was a lot was was a pre-snap penalty. So I yeah. think that is absolutely something that has to be looked at, especially because the home team in both situations were the ones that did not like, how do you go a whole game without getting called for a hold? I was about to say, cause you could go hold on every play. On offense now, our, or you know, defense. Our hold tonight, our hold tonight was a hold. Like, it, it, it was like a, a choke hold. Like it was, like it was, it was a blatant call, but there was a few last week that you're, and we're not trying to bring up the past, but there were choke holds that need to be reviewed. And I, and I I don't, and I promise if you hear this, whoever said it at halftime, please let me know who, because it was a phenomenal comment about at what point, and I've said this at the high school level too, at what point do officials start being held accountable? And I'm not saying to go, I'm not blaming refs, blah, blah, blah. But at what point when it is a blatant miscall or a miscall in the not calling it or calling it when it shouldn't have been called, do yep. they start being held accountable and being fined and being and having to miss games? Because if they miss games, that's no paycheck. That type of stuff, because they directly affect the outcome of games. They do. Whether people like to know that or not, they do. And certain times, because that, that's a staggering statement that you said about the past two road games. Yeah. Because that I'm not saying everybody should have 15 penalties a game, but there's always going to be a not penalty one. here or there. Not one, yeah. not one defensive holding, exactly. not one offensive holding. 
Not not one and, live penalty. Now the one tonight that they didn't call, blatant pi in the end zone on squirrel. Now we scored on the drive, but dude, he ran, right. he ran through him and yep. took him out of bounds. That's that's that is the definition of pass interference. Yep. And no call. Luckily, we scored on the drive, but I'm sitting there going, I'm losing it when it happened. Absolutely. Um, no, that that's that was a that's a good. Uh, I like that. It was a good stat. Uh, I did see that on on Twitter or X or whatever you want to call it. So I, I don't know who. Wait, I can. It's still I can Twitter. Give, I can give. I can give proper credit. Let me go back through my uh, a, a text thread. Oh, Kevin Valone. So Kevin Valone. Good job, shout, Kevin. Shout out to Kevin Valone. Nice job, on Kevin. Twitter for noticing that, and it happened that way. Two consecutive. Cool. Full road games without the home opponent being called for a live penalty. Crazy. Yeah, this one right here I want to talk about real quick if we got a second yeah. for from Jay Brockman. I this is a good question. Why do you think this has been six minutes ago? But it says, why do you think opposing QBs tend to have their career game against us? Seems to happen no matter the coach, blah blah blah. There you go. All right. So personal opinion, I think they see how soft, like Austin brought up at halftime, how yeah. soft our coverage is. And they understand if I just follow the game plan, I don't have to be a world beater. I can pick them apart and go statistically have a good game. Yeah. Right. As long as their O line can protect. Obviously, that's a big if. Um, but that that's my opinion on that because we we do need to sure up the secondary, especially when we're playing Georgia and Missouri coming up. You know what I mean? Next week is a week that we can try to sure this up. Um, but you know, we, we've got to, because that's what happens. I mean, Connecticut, Missouri, Georgia, Vandy. So, Hey, two of those are locks. Let's just call it like it is. Well, did you shout out UConn? Yeah. UConn and Vandy, they're locks. Let's just call yeah. that. I mean, Hey, it is what it is. Right. So if we just take care of our business, worst case scenario, nine and three, best case scenario, if, we play our game and can and mm. score, you know, we could run the table with four and oh here. Yeah. Um, but that's, that's why I'm, I'm not sold on uh quarterback at Georgia, but he played well tonight and our secondary makes me, it scares me that he might throw for 400, not because of all the deep balls, but all the dinks and dunks that just add up. Yep. 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 Uh, Titans YouTuber says, beat Kentucky. It's a solid win. Tennessee is 6-2. and two. Jonathan Spencer saying, ooh, how great it is to be 6-2. and two. And Crump just mentioned, yep. you know, you got uh, UConn, who's terrible. Vandy, who's also really terrible on the schedule. And then yep. uh, you've got uh, Mizzou and Georgia, a couple really tough opponents, one of them on the road at Mizzou, and then Georgia coming uh, to Knoxville, too. I do want to give uh, – we talked a lot about Dylan Sampson uh, early on in this in this uh, post game show, but absolute stud the way he yes. was able to finish that game. Uh, Dylan Sampson, I'm going to go to his stats uh, here now uh, to kind of give him credit. So he had 17 carries for 76 yards, but also added four catches for 39 yards in the air. So over 100 yards from scrimmage on the day for Dylan Sampson. Really, the game icing touchdown. Uh, there late in the game uh, as well. So big day from Dylan Sampson. And I also want to give a shout out. Tony Clark brings it up. Uh, and then Ben Hall brings it up. Hey, yeah. Thornton showed up, right? Did. Big, did. nice couple of plays from Thornton. Three catches for 63 yards. 
the long of 47 really felt like it broke open the game a little bit uh, for the Vols in that second half. But I mean, that was, it's good to see they made the position move, right? Thornton was playing the slot because you want to take advantage of that vertical speed. They move him outside to Bruma McCoy's spot. And hey, three catches for 63 yards the first game after that move. That's something I think that's something I think can build upon. No, I totally agree. The the 47 yarder was um that was a play. That was nice. Joe throwing across his body, kind of scrambling. But if you notice, you go back and watch it, he's literally pointing, go come back in, come back in, come back in. Ball. Yep. Yep. Those are really good things to see. Um, especially when you're playing an SEC opponent and it not just being a, a you know, UConn next week or something like that. But that that was nice because, you know, off-schedule play, make a play, break a tackle, get down the sideline. We need more of that. We have more of that than our run game can go for 250 again. We rush for 250, guys. We're Like, I remember last year saying 150. We rush for 250. We're hard to beat because we control the clock. It's just what it is. Even as fast as we go, <laughs> if we run for 250, we're controlling the clock. You know what I mean? And yeah. that, that's where yeah. – that's where I do. I did like seeing that. Uh, I probably should have mentioned him earlier, Thornton. I'm glad he had a breakout game. Hopefully, this is more to come from him. Hopefully, next week helps his confidence. Get him involved a little early. Him and Squirrel both, um, mm. and, and go from there. But um, where was it? Hold on, I got to say it, Lou. Lou, ma'am, Georgia's no problem. Vanderbilt, worry about them, okay? <laughs> Lou, Lou Man's big Vandy fans. Oh, no, I love it. I love All right, it. Uh, let's let's talk more about Joe Milton. We're about 30 minutes into this postgame show and haven't spent a lot of time talking about the quarterback, but we like to grade Tennessee's quarterback in every postgame show here. So let's go ahead and grade Joe Milton. I'm going to read off the stats right here. I'm going to post that question right there in the chat. How do you grade Joe Milton's performance tonight? The stats, 17 to 20 for 227 yards. One touchdown through the air, a big one. Uh, and then he added some nice yards on the ground. He ran for 26 yards at a long of 19. He had a couple big, uh, nice runs there, too, that get kind of wiped out from some sack yards. But how do you grade Joe Milton? But first, let's tell all of you guys about our sponsor, HelloFresh. You can take advantage of HelloFresh this uh, football season. A crazy schedule like we all have. It makes it easy to fall back in the dinner in a dinnertime rut. Keep mealtime exciting with over 40 recipes to choose from every week. There's always something delicious to discover with HelloFresh. HelloFresh has all the shopping and meal planning for you. Ingredients arrive right at your doorstep, proportioned out, ready to cook, along with the pictured and step-by-step recipe cards. It's so easy. I've done this. We've worked with HelloFresh around the NFL draft for our Titans draft coverage. When I got a lot of stuff going on, HelloFresh makes it easy. Literally, it's 15 to 20-minute meals. They're really good. They help me think of new recipe ideas that I can hold on to. And how about this deal with HelloFresh? Go to HelloFresh.com slash VolsAZ and use code VolsAZ and you get 50% off plus free shipping. That's HelloFresh.com slash VolsAZ and use code VolsAZ for 50% off your shipping. That's pretty awesome right there. So check that out with HelloFresh.com slash VolsAZ uh, for 50% off there. Grading Joe Milton. Crump, what's your grade tonight for Vols starting quarterback? Oh, easy A. I mean, 85% completion percentage. 
the the 26 rushing yards is kind of misleading because of the sacks we gave up with yeah. the O-line not holding up. So those count against. So um, Which I hate. I think that's like the dumbest. That's the dumbest it, it stat is. in all sports. It, it is. It may. I, I don't. I don't agree with it. Um, and uh, the biggest play, like I said, was the third down where he stayed in bounds and slid. But I'm curious. Uh, like these people going, oh, see, see. Have you ever watched football? How in the hell do you grade an 85 percent completion percentage with 11.4 yard man. average? Throwing the ball on the run that he did, making the plays when when called upon a C. I would love to see that because then I want to know what your A is. Yeah, I I, yeah, I think I think uh, Mr. Jones is just a hater. I'll, I'll go through some other. There, there, was a, there was a few of them. I did. I, I'm just going through. Mr. Jones is the only C that I can visualize. Where was the last one? Hold on. I'm I'm scrolling. Billy Bob it. Taylor still average Joe C. Oh, I must have missed that one. Yeah, and, yeah. And, and that's fine. I mean, I, and I know that they're just trying to rile everybody up, but like, oh, I see. And I'm not, and I'm not saying A plus. I'm just going to give it a, a solid A because he did what he was asked to do. Yeah, right. It wasn't, yeah. you know, he, did he go above and beyond In some cases? Yes, but it wasn't a Heisman performance. No, right. But it was a solid, like just a solid A. Played a hell of a game for what we've seen in the past. All right. From a couple weeks ago, when we had 99 yards or 100 yards throwing, like in general, yeah, against AM, right? Yeah, Tony- and this is where the first half last week, second half, the adjustments were atrocious. We talked about it, and then this full game, I think those six out of the eight quarters, he's played the best football he's played in our uniform. Yeah, let's uh, so Tony Clark says A, Phillips says B, plus Chris Todd says A, Lou Man says B, Travis says solid B. Uh, Titans YouTuber says, I'll grade him an A. He looked improved. Chris Todd, A minus. Uh, Billy says, B. Mr. Jones says he took a lot of sacks. It was, well, I, I just remember two. Well, there, there, were, a, there were a One few. Of was bad. A, One of them was well, bad. What, and this is where we've talked about each week, and I've tried to explain it to everybody. We are in so many option routes. It looks like you're sitting in the pocket, all this, but if they're rushing outside and you can't escape out in our offense, you're going to get sacked. That's just what it is. Um, so our O-line, did, they, they didn't play horrible, right? But they, they played well enough to win. But we've got to sure that up, especially when we got Georgia and Missouri in a couple weeks. Yeah. Um, Billy says B. Chris Brown says A. Chris uh, Mansfield says a, uh, B+. Plus. Uh, Titans YouTuber says he ran when he had lanes and actually hit the open man and made a couple really nice throws. On the run, A enough for him. I Randy Melton says B plus. Jay says played pretty good. Uh ran when he needed to, got out of the pocket, made plays, took a couple of sacks that could have been avoided, like we just talked about. Uh he is confident, a great job. Hypo has done a great job coaching him this year. No fear of being pulled. I I think I'm gonna go with an, an A minus. Uh Tony Clark brings up no turnovers. I think it was really strong. And we we said 17 to 20 passing. I can count off the top of my head two of them that were incomplete that probably should have been pass interference. <laughs> the one, oh, the oh, one deep, also true, right? The one deep to Ramel Keaton early, and then the one to out of the back of the end zone to Squirrel. I think he threw yeah. one away um, out of harm's way. So there's your three yeah. incompletions, right? Two should have been PIs and and one uh, throwaway that was the right move. So I thought, and I texted you this. I thought the play that Joe Milton made 
where Deontay Thornton had the 47-yard catch and run. I thought that was one of his best plays he's ever made at Tennessee. Because he was playing the, confident tonight. The way he maneuvered, got out of the pocket, was still being chased to his left, kept his eyes and shoulders set up to where he could then direct Thornton, like you mentioned, and deliver an on-target football on third and seven or eight to catch, run, 47 yards, flip it like that. I thought that was one of the best quarterback plays I've seen from Joe Milton. Yeah, and that's what he's, he played confident tonight. He did. Um, we've seen the good and the bad and the ugly with Joe. Joe's hey, good. I don't, I don't know if who this might be, but we got Uno and Jojo, the Dante Thornton Jr. name on here watching YouTube. Hey. I don't know. Well, no, but I mean, <laughs> hey, I'm going to tell you like, it like Joe's good is stellar. We know that. Like we've seen it. Look at tonight. Dude, he played lights out for what he was asked to do. You just proved the point. Two of the three incompletions were PI. They just didn't call it. We've talked about that earlier. Kind of absurd. Um, And then the other is a throwaway. That's smart football. That's tremendous, like, playing ability within your system. And then, obviously, I think it's complete garbage that sacks count against quarterback rushing yards. Whatever. Yeah, I hate it. But the the 26 in reality is probably around 50. You know what I mean? In that range with sacks. So, if you're thinking about it, in in reality, his runs – Roughly five yards a carry rather than 2.6. If he's running for five yards a carry and getting first downs on third down, we could, we legit have a chance to finish 10 and two and, and make another really good high bowl game to finish the season off strong. Yep. And I also see uh, uh, people talking about field goals. Mr. Jones says five field goals. Uh, kick tonight like yeah like well it was four right uh, Tennessee kicked four field goals uh, and then uh, I this is where I was going Randy Melton says thoughts on the red zone scores because well, you gotta clean that up yeah look gotta clean it up but tonight it was not Joe Milton right the no, what happened no. what happened in the red zone there was a hold on Campbell when Joe Milton actually converted the third and four and it went back to third and 14. There was a third and nine on one of the field goals that I think that was when uh, Mays had the the snap infraction back up third and 14. You kick a field goal there. There was another one that was also not anywhere near Joe. And then the seven second at halftime. Yeah, right. And then that was right. So there's three out of the four field goals that were not him. I can't remember um, the other one there. Now we also – uh, you know, got uh, Deontay says, got you, Chris. Chris Todd says Thornton will need to step up if uh, Tennessee wants to beat Mizzou and, and Georgia. So, look, if Deontay Thornton Jr. is in here, that's one of his best games that he's had as a vol, the best game he's had as a vol. Uh, if that's the real DT Jr., I don't know. But uh, still, like, I think Joe Milton tonight was not at all the fault uh, or the Daddy. reason why neither were the receivers. The offensive line no, no, we, has things we, we, to clean we, up. But we played we played efficient tonight, just top to bottom. Like you know, and I'm gonna say this all year. I love our running back group. I do. They're super fun to watch. They're electric. Get the ball in any one of their hands, and you go, oh, this could go. This one, this could go. The freaking 
um, the last drive, we throw a smoke screen to Samson, right? Yep. He gets hit two yards behind the line of scrimmage. Breaks a tackle, spin move, first down, you go, like, get this. Like, I just, I just want to get him the ball. I love when the ball when we get him the ball out in space. He is electric, which so it's it's going to be fun to watch for him the next couple of years for sure. Um, you know, I just the red zone stuff. I mean, I mean, listen, they're allowed to game plan too. It's and that's we, and that's we've got to we got we yes we need touchdowns, but every game is different in that sense. That's where we talk about halftime. What I went for the extra play. Right before half, probably so, but I'm not on the headset with them. I'm mm-hmm. not under. I'm not in their conversations. Right. That was the smart play they that they that they thought we needed. Well, watch this. We went by five. Say we don't kick it. We we go for an extra play. Like I said, I probably would. Botch snap. I don't yeah. know. Right. Yeah. Whatever. Now it's a two point ball game. Oh crap! Anything can happen. So that's where. We can sit here and go, yep. Yeah, oh well, four or five field goals, blah blah. blah. Well, yeah, you know we did what we were supposed to do, and we won the freaking ball game. Mm-hmm. And, Alabama and versus South Florida. It was three nothing in the fourth quarter. And honestly, like I, I have been waiting because last season was as magical as it was. Tennessee was winning games, running away from people, and not having to come up big. In that everybody's tight everybody's got to find out who's going to step up and make a play type of game. The one possession game wasn't really happening much last year in games that Tennessee won. There were a couple of them in 20 into 2021 Heupel's first year, but I wanted to see Tennessee win without scoring 30 points. They did it against AM. Yeah. They, they did it. We're battle tested this year. We I, were not I, battle tested last year. Right. This is, this is a great example. Now last week you let Alabama a win in Tuscaloosa slipped out of your grasp. That sucks. And you're not going to get those chances often. Um, but, you know, especially against Nick Saban as long as he's there. But I do think a big deal to things didn't work great on offense. You went, you moved the ball a ton. You had nearly 500 yards of offense and you kicked four field goals. That sucks. But you know what? You won and you figured out how to do it. You gave up 370 yards of passing, but you made them kick two field goals. So you won. You bowed your neck when we had to. <laughs> yes. Huge. Yeah, Let's I mean, here's the, thing. the OT Jones. win versus Pittsburgh is a good one, that's for sure. And then the, the Bama game, obviously, the shootout. Yeah. So but a couple, that, yeah. Cool, but no, but here's the thing. Being battle-tested 52-49, that's not battle-tested. That's that's literally who has the ball last. Yep. That's video game. There's a difference right? in – there's a difference in a shootout and being battle tested when it comes to football. Yeah, the pit game that like, that that's a good example, right? The overtime yes, game the, being able, yeah, yeah, that one. For sure. I agree. The Alabama one that was just a shootout. It was whoever had the ball last was going to win that ball game. Yeah, bowl game so against Purdue. A, that, when you yeah. and Charlie were talking for five and a half hours straight during the live stream, yeah, that was a shootout. That was a basketball game. <laughs> you know? Exactly, and, that, and that's what I'm saying. Like, so that was that's where, um. There's a big difference. This team is battle tested. We've showed this year we can bow our neck and we can do what we're supposed to do in the time we need to do it. Do I hope? Do I wish we did it a little more often? Yeah, I do. But so far we've shown to do it in the moments we need to. 
minus Alabama last week. But you know what? That's in the past. Mm-hmm. We've got an opportunity in front of us to play like we did tonight, play like we did in the first half of Alabama, play like we did against Texas A&M on defense, and go go on this 4-0 run near the, at the end of the year, go 10-2, and go win another big bowl game and have a – Eleven and two season. You don't like. If we're going to complain with that, then then we need a reality check. Yeah, uh, you know what and, I'm saying. Like just as yeah. for, as far as like a whole fan base and everything. Like I'm, I'm ecstatic right now. I'm completely sleep deprived because of my high school team last night and getting home <laughs> and having to do all this stuff today. So I know that like I'm not emotionally like <laughs> energetic as I normally am. But I'm so ecstatic on how well we handled adversity tonight. We go score because Kentucky goes scores. Cool. We'll just go score now. Like we'll 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 run the ball. We'll drive it down your throat. Then we'll get a stop on defense. That's what was fun to watch tonight. For sure. Uh, super chat we got here. Timothy says Crompton. It seems we always play Kentucky close. So happy for a win, especially in Lexington. Those games are well, typically close. Why? You want to know why? Why? Tennessee is Kentucky Super Bowl. We're their yeah. big brother. You know, I mean, for from for the past 40 years, they always try to play their best game against Tennessee because for a long time, now Kentucky's a lot better than they used to be, obviously. But for a long time, Kentucky was like, we're probably not gonna make a bowl game. Right? When we play yeah. Tennessee on Thanksgiving, that's our that's our game. Let's ruin their season. And that's what kind of became a mindset there. That so that's why that's why they always play their game against us. It's kind of instilled in them. You go play hey, you, Ohio State, Michigan. Well, Kentucky's game is us. Mm-hmm. I don't care what anybody says about Louisville. Kentucky's game is Tennessee. Yeah, like that's their doubt. you know. And so that that that's why they we always get their best shot, right? But we always come doubt. out and do what we're supposed to do. All right, let's get to uh, our stat of the game. What is your stat of the game? We'll get cromps here in a second. Stat of the game, but first want to give a shout-out to the always smooth rattle-and-snap Tennessee whiskey. I've got my four-year right here. Drank it last weekend in the mountains. It is smooth. You don't need anything to go in that besides a glass. If you want some ice, you can get some ice, but you don't even need that. It's great. It's smooth. Go find a liquor store near your near you. If you're in Tennessee, Kentucky, uh, Georgia, Mississippi, they're going up to Indiana. I know that. But Tennessee whiskey from Rattle and Snap Log Still Distillery is fantastic. They got the four year and the eight year Rattle and Snap Tennessee whiskey. Uh, it's great stuff. So go check that out for your stat of the game. What is your stat, Crump? What do you got? Oh. I mean, just overall, I was going to pinpoint one player, but overall 5.4 because of 5.4 yards of rush. Yeah. Um, I've said it all year. I'm going to continue to say it. I love our running game. I love our running back group. Um, Obviously, Joe is including in that because of running the football. But just 5.4 yards of rush tonight, doing it when we needed to do it. And especially late in the game with Samson in there. Side note. Whoever need whoever we need to tell, get to, just put him in. Put him at slot. Yeah, put, put him in with put him in with smaller right out there. Yeah, or help have a package for all three of them. 
because they can all catch the ball too, just to change it up because now you get them on a freaking DB or linebacker if they want to, if they really want to match personnel and put them on a linebacker, that's a win. Um, I would have those packages randomly because they're that electric. But so that, Jeremy, that's Jeremy says he's, he's Kamara 2.0. I don't know if he's 2.0 because that means he's better than Alvin Kamara. And I don't know, Alvin Kamara's pretty dang good, makes a bunch of money on Sundays, scoring touchdowns and doing crazy things. But yeah, very Dylan, underutilized in college, though. If we can very, very true, which yeah, was he's fun to watch. Confusing. Man. How many, oh, oh, yeah, I, but confusing on why he was underutilized, but still. Well, I, I know it's because it was a pretty big uh, promise given to uh, Jalen Hurd uh, from the then head coach, Butch Jones. And that's, you know, look, recruiting and lying and promising and recruiting is always a dirty thing. And <clears throat> that's what uh, that's what I had to do. But yeah, Alvin Camaro, I mean, it's a good problem to have, right? Like yeah. Jalen Wright is one of the leading rushers in the entire SEC. He might be the leading guy after tonight because – Ray Davis didn't do much on a night where they were, I want to say they're fairly neck and neck. I'm going to pull up Ray Davis and, and Jalen Wright's stats on the season and then kind of see where they might stack up to each other. Uh, Ray Davis had, so he's got, he had 781 coming in the night. So let's add 42 to it. So now he's at like 823. Yeah. Um, so Jalen Wright's going to be at, he's still about a hundred yards behind Ray Davis on the season. But Ray Davis is the only guy getting snaps at Kentucky, and Jalen Wright's splitting it three ways. And so it's that's a good thing to have. That, but that's how you build longevity in the program at the running back position. You have to have minimum two, minimum two, if you want to make a run. Yep. It's just what it is. If you've got three, which we do, that's icing on the cake. Like that just. Okay, well, let's put Samson in on last drive to go ice the game. Well, he's your third-string tailback. It don't matter. He's not a third-string tailback. Like they talked about tonight on TV. He goes anywhere else, he's a starter. Mm -hmm. That's a phenomenal thing to have in your program. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So your stat of the the game was 5.4. That's the yards per carry? Yep. Yep. My my stat of the game is going to be – 0 for 2. 0 for 2. That was Kentucky's attempts on fourth down. I thought Tennessee's defense, Tennessee's defense gave up a lot of yards. You know, they gave up 27 points to Kentucky. It looked tough at times, but 0 for 2 on fourth down led to points both times the other way for Tennessee. And that's that fourth down stop in the second half on Kentucky's offense was huge because that was when Tennessee could have, or Kentucky could have taken the lead. It was 23 to 17 Kentucky drives. And it was fourth and six at the 34 yard line. Tennessee gets, out, gets off the field there. Big play by McDonald. Hell, right down the field. hell of a play. Yep. Hell of a play. It was. Yep. And then um, obviously, so there's six points that Tennessee got. Off of 0 for 2 on fourth down, Cromp, what was the score differential? Six. I know you're yeah. sleep deprived. I don't want to make no, no. too much. No, math. you're right. No, no, you're but right. Six, well, right? I was I was I was doing math on a, a comment about their stat. <laughs> so was, which I love this stat that this uh Jonathan Robertson said. 
the stat or the stat that stands out the most was the dispar- uh, discrepancy between rushing between us and them. 182 yards difference. Huge. That's awesome. For some teams, that is two full games rushing. <laughs> and just tonight, the difference that that's a you know what that's a great stat. I yeah. love I love the the detail in it because um, that that says it all. Did we run for we rush like that with our running backs? Dude, we're hard to beat. It doesn't matter how we get it done. We're hard to beat because we can control the clock. Yeah, Randy's come around, all right? Randy says, why do I start these shows, these podcasts so negative? Then by the end, I'm like, UT's on fire. <laughs> well, you know, because I think Randy just likes to try to get me fired up. Yeah. Hey, Randy's Randy, like, it's okay. Let's just see what we can do a crom tonight. See if we can get him mad. Yeah, we're, we're, we work through it all. Now, Jacob asks, how would you rank Joe's performance? We did grade uh, Joe's performance uh, earlier in the show, so you can check that out. But, hey. Uh, Crump, I'm, I'm about good now. I know you've had a long 48 hours or so, so yeah. it's approaching midnight Eastern time where you're at. So, uh, any last words here on this post game show after Tennessee gets a six and two 33, 27 win over the Wildcats? No, I mean, outside of just, we came out, played our game, did what we we're supposed to do, handled Kentucky's best. That is the best Kentucky will play. They... I can't use the phrase that is normally used in football. Um, they they gave us everything they got. We handled it. Defense, hey, I've talked about our secondary. We need to be a little shirt up a little bit. Yep. But we made the plays we need to, to make it, especially that fourth and six. I forgot about that. That's a great – you brought that up, a great point, because that was a phenomenal play to change the momentum in the game. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's that's where, you know, guys, I, I'm, I'm loving the trajectory of where we're going. I am. I, I know that we've talked about in the past weeks about the play calling this, play calling that, blah, blah, blah. The play calling is really no different than last year. It's really not. It just Execution. seems different. It seems different because when, on the option route, they're not going deep. They're staying on the, the stop routes or the dig routes because the DBs are bailing on us. Hey, so it looks like we're not taking as many shots, but the plays are the same. We're not changing what we do year to year. Um, so we're getting more comfortable as we go. We're hitting our stride. You would rather hit your stride now than the first four games of the season. Mm-hmm. This is what it is. You'd rather get hot late than start out 10-0 and 0 and go 0-2 and 2 at the end. They remember what you do in November, right? Exactly. Bingo. Yep. Four games left, all in November coming up. Starts the UConn next week. I uh, do want to give a shout-out on the way out the door to all of our great partners for our Big Orange Vols halftime and post game show. BetterHelp get ten percent off your first month. <clears throat> excuse me at BetterHelp with our link betterhelp.com slash atoz. Uh, uh, sp- excuse me, let me re- redo that. Betterhelp.com slash atoz sports for ten percent off your first month with BetterHelp. Zen Sports and their sports book referral code atoztn. When you sign up with Zen Sports with atoztn, you get a welcome bonus that gives you up to. cash back on your total betting volume, your first 15 days of betting. That's unlimited, unlimited cash back 5% on your uh, total betting volume the first 15 days. Also, HelloFresh, go to HelloFresh.com slash VolsAZ. Use code VolsAZ and you get 50% off plus free shipping and rattle and snap Tennessee whiskey. About to enjoy this a little bit later tonight. I got the Titans game tomorrow. 
which is going to be a long day for me. So this might help me uh, hit the hit the pillow a little better. But go uh, get yourself some Rattle and Snap Tennessee whiskey from Logsdale Distillery. Always great stuff at the liquor store near you. Crump, hope you, hope you guys have a great rest of the night. Charlie back for the UConn game next week. Appreciate all you guys. Make sure you like the show on the way out. Hit that thumbs up button. A lot of people on Facebook and YouTube hit the thumbs up button. We need that for sure. So we'll see you guys tomorrow. Oh, by the way, Will Levis getting the start. First start in the NFL. Former Kentucky quarterback coming off of a – I'm going to give him a hard time about Kentucky sucking tonight. Yeah, we'll, we'll see what that uh, looks like. <laughs> all right, guys. Everybody have a great rest of your Saturday night. I'll see you guys tomorrow morning on our Titan pregame show. Appreciate it as always.